Romance goes out the window when your money runs out. It's lovely to be romantic. You can afford to be when you have money, but when you're literally trying to exist and not live on £63 a week, romance doesn't come into it, just the hard facts of life. Hmm? Sure, I was giving out here one day. I said my kitchen wasn't me own anymore with him. I'll be doing it. There's be more between us. There's be killing. But still, you get by, you know. Uh, I even said to him one day, would you not go out, go somewhere for a walk? I said, go on up to the park, bring the kids up to the park, because he's sitting there. Now, he does help me now. Well, I'm cleaning up, he'll do the dinner for them coming in and that. But I know he's depressed as well, and there's a couple of times there he'd stay in bed. And uh, I'd, I'd say, you're getting up. Ah, oh, no, staying where I am. I'm not used to see him going like that. You say, oh, well, then if you're going to stay in bed, I'm going back to bed then. Fuck yeah, you know, like that. Sometimes you don't blame them. So, you know, uh, maybe one of the partners can just cope with, you know, being on the dole, you know, and it just happens that you just can't cope and do it up and left, you know? I'd say, you know, if it really came to the, you know, if it really gets any worse, you know, with the food going up and there'd be an awful lot of broken marriages. Well, the only place I go, now, I don't go out at all the weekends. I don't drink at all. And the only place I go in the morning times is over to the women's club because, I t tell you, if I was to sit in the house, me and him, we'd, we'd actually kill each other. We really would because, like, there was times, like, we were tearing the hair out of each other, you know, and things like that. We couldn't just cope with one another, you know, so I had to get out because one of us would have ended up, he probably would have killed me or maybe I would have done damage to him. I don't know, you know. Well, I just had to get out because we were getting on each other's nerves, you know. Florrie, Margaret, Marion and Caroline have a lot in common. They're all young housewives in their late 20s, give or take a year or two. They all live in Dublin's sprawling north side in the area that encompasses Darndale, Coolock and Priorswood. They have very young families and they have to live with the tension that arises when your husband has no job. For some people, the recession means the dropping of the second family car... But for people like Florrie, Margaret, Marion and Caroline, it can mean that bread becomes a luxury item. Caroline, do you remember now the first day you discovered that um, your husband was out of job? I remember it very well. I was shattered when he came in the door that evening and told me he'd been let go. It had a devastating effect on the two of us. Things like our weekly shopping, which was an outing, a family outing, it turned into a terrible nightmare. I used to look into the cupboards and dread it in case I'd see things were needed, the likes of washing powder, even bread became a luxury item. Now you have how many children? I have two children, two boys, Carl age six and Patrick age four. And it really hurt me when I realised that our rows due to unemployment and not having any money had spilled over on him. He didn't want his tempence for school. He didn't, need, he didn't want the money to spend it on sweets. 
because he felt Daddy and Mammy needed the money at home to buy food. Now, did it affect your marriage in any way? In the beginning, it put a terrible strain on us. It put a strain on both of us and on the children as well. But thank God we've, we've survived it. We're fighting it. We're trying to fight it. And does it give rise now to rows about money? Of course it would. Of course it would. Uh, you would get to the stage where you actually be watching each other, what you'd be eating. It's, it sounds terrible. But it, it, it comes down to that. That um, There's times we've been literally hungry. Our children haven't been. We wouldn't eat ourselves. We'd give it to them. And what do you do then for entertainment or amusement? Or do you have any kind at all? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. You just can't afford it. You're lucky if you can afford your bread and butter, let alone your meat and your vegetables, plus all your bills. The only thing that increases in a situation like that is your bills. Nothing else. Your pride, everything, dignity just goes out the window. You're just a, a statistic and no one cares about you. But I, you really think now, Carlin, that nobody cares? I do. I really believe no one cares. But I feel there's on average 250,000 people unemployed at the moment. And I think if we could get up off our easy-going backsides, we'd have great political clout. Well, you have four kids, Mother. Yeah. Going from 12 down to, to two. two. Yeah. And uh, I've did two... I've the, only, the eldest fell off a cotton in May. And I did a little one. She's in the nursery. And I just have Dan do the baby there, you know. He's two. And do you rear them now on the money that comes in off the... Joel or the assistants, whatever. Uh, he's on the labour. He gets paid if it's Tuesday, Tuesday morning. And so I'm not to be looking at him going out this morning. They are very kind of tatty looking, you know. I was just saying it's ages. Now, only for... I've two brothers the same age as the two eldest boys, my two eldest boys. So my mother had to send out a couple of jeans that's gone too short for them. She'll send them out to me and that, you know. But other than that, I, don't, I haven't bought them out in ages. And what kind of money now comes in on a Tuesday, Margaret? Well, uh, Jerry gets... He's 80 pounds. And he'll give the... I get a whole lot. Well, then I have to buy him smokes and that. But he hands up the whole lot to ah, you? Ah, yeah, he gives it to me. And then I don't have to give him so much back. And then if he wants to go fishing, I have to give him so much back to him as well. And then I have to pay uh, the insurance. And I've loaned... A loan man I got there Christmas... And I'm trying to clear him now for this confirmation for the young fella. And then I suppose something for me and him. You know, for going out that day. Not that he won't be going, only into me mother's and that, you know. But uh, I'm trying to clear him. Pay £15 back later to the low man. And that's not counting me coal as well. And, uh, well, the ESB, I... The relieving officer pays out, but still you have to put so much to yourself and then me rent. And then I have my bottle of gas, and like last Sunday I went in the middle of the dinner and I had to send over to my sister for a lend of the money. And come Friday, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, I don't have a penny. So I do, she lends me a few bob every Saturday morning and I do pay her all back then that Tuesday. But you know, it's... It's hard, but I'm, I'm used to it now. I'm 14 years married, so I'm used to it, you know. But do you get depressed then, Margaret? Oh, and say yeah. to hell with the whole lot. Oh, I do. No, I, no, I don't go out. Don't bother going out, because I've nothing to wear to go out. No, and 
my neighbours would often say, come on, the bingo, and I don't pin to you, ma. Because if I lose, if the last pound I have, I'll go, and if I lose, I'm, I'm going mad then, you know. Marion, your husband now is, uh, is it three months out of work or what? Three years. He's, he's not on the dole, he's on social welfare because he has a complaint with stomach. And he was, he had to be let go of work because of his health, you know. And you have five, five children? Yeah, five children. Uh, she's, the eldest is 12 and the youngest is a year and a half. And I have two, two, boy, two boys and three girls. And it's very hard to manage on the social welfare, although you get a bit extra than on the dole. But you still have to pull her up on the rent, you know, you have to give extra on the rent. And uh, it's very hard when you're trying to buy the price of potatoes, a bag of potatoes is 6.50, it's dearer than coal, you know. And I use a bag of potatoes a week and three long pans a day. You know, the kids have very big appetite. And it is, I think it's very hard to manage on the social welfare, you know, and people is roast even on the dole. Does it ever happen then, Brian, that you run short of food? Oh, yes, it does. Uh, you often had to body a few potatoes off the next door neighbour, a bottle of milk or something like that, a long pan, you know. If I can get up to Sunday with my few bob, I'm rich. You know, once I have to dinner in up to Sunday, you know, it's grand. That if only Monday I get paid on, on a Tuesday. But some Tuesdays I might get the insurance check and have to wait till it comes out from the post, you know, and you mightn't have the money to go in to find out why why it didn't come out, you know. And what kind of food do you use mostly? Would well, it be cheap food or dear food or what kind or just whatever you'd have the money for at the time? Well, it'd be mostly mints and sausages and burgers and my for the Sunday dinner maybe it's mostly always a shoulder bacon or a chicken or something like that, you know. Or, and fish fingers. I try to give them make up what they're, you know, missing out on, you know, like a bit of fish. Uh, my father just used to get me a bit of fish, you know, once a week and he used to send her out to me and things like that, you know, and but the fish now has gone to a day for even him to buy, you know. He used to send me a, a bit of smoke card every Friday and we'd have that, you know, for Monday. The kids like fish, I don't like fish, but the rest of them, and it's gone, it's dearer than steak now, it's one ninety a pound of ray, you know, and for a pound of small cod it's nearly one fifty. You know, it used to be only about 80 pence a pound and things like that. How do you manage them for clothes? Uh, the allowance, the, I do, w one month I pay the light bill of, of the... If I have the month free, I'd pay the, the light bill. And then the next month, if the kids need shoes, I'll borrow you on the strength of me allowance to get them shoes, you know. And if I need shoes, I have to wait till, you know, the kids are suited first. And if I haven't got them when you have to borrow you, that means that you've, you're in debt and you can't get... a. Uh, get the par best part of what you want, you know, on the food. You have to cut down on the food to try and pay wherever, wherever you're at the burying, you know. 
Florrie, you have now four children, is it? Yes, four children, yeah. The eldest now is 11 and the youngest is the age of two. But uh, I find it very hard now to manage myself. Um, I just can't keep up with the, pri with the things nowadays, you know, and I, I have to go to second-hand places to buy clothes for the kids and things like that, you know. It's so hard to live nowadays. I can't even afford a package of biscuits or cakes or anything for them. And I have to, I can't even give them pocket money anymore because it's so hard to just get bread and margarine, that's all, because I can't afford anything else, you know? And how long now is your husband out of work, Flory? He's out four years. And uh, he was working, but he lost his, he, he, the job he was in was a, um, wasn't a union job, and when he came out with his back, he um, lost his job through it. So he's out four years, and even when he was on the insurance, he got cut off, and from the insurance, he went to the labour, and then he, he appealed it and got back onto his, the insurance. But even the money you get there is, you know, it's not worth it. <laughs> so. Well, do you get depressed then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, very depressed. It's just that, uh, now, we used to be sitting in every morning together, you know, and we'd be arguing, the pair of us, you know. So this woman that I know came over and asked me to start a club, morning club. Or, so I start going over. She said, I, all I needed was to get out of the house. And since I start getting out, I think that's what's held us together, you know, because we were always fighting with each other, you know. And he'd be there all day in the house. Yeah. And that used to get bother you, I suppose, would it? No, just... You know, like he might be talking about something and he'd be saying I wasn't listening and I might be trying to do something, you know. But he used to get under my skin, you know, like I, I just couldn't cope with it, you know. Me and him were fighting all the time, kind of. And I'd say if we had to go on and on, we would have ended up, one of us would have, well, one of us would have killed ourselves, you know, because it was getting so bad, you know. So I used to just went out to a morning in a ladies' club, you know, joined the ladies' club with some of the women. And... Um, that's keeping me going now at the moment, you know. But otherwise, I don't know what I do, <laughs> you know. Well, does your husband then spend most of the time in the house? He's in the house all the time, yeah. He's in the house all the time, you know, like, he, it's very seldom, you know, like, and then he suffers with his nerves as well, you know, like, from the house, you know, depression of the house. And, um, you know, like, sometimes now he's very cranky and that, you know, and he can't help it, like, it's just the depression of the house, you know. So I don't know what I'm going to do with him. Is he any good at housework? Now and again he helps, you know, like he might uh, wash the delf. Now he's great at mind the kids if I'm going anywhere, you know, things like that, like save into town or things. But um, what you call it, he might clean the floor or that for me, you know, like to give me a hand. But he's good at painting and that, but he's not that good, you know, like he's not qualified, you know, like carpenter or anything like that. He's no good in anything like that. Many years are you married now, Floyd? Uh, Twelve years of March. I was married young. But since your husband became unemployed, then has your marriage kind of changed? Is it less rosy than it was? Well, when he was working, we seemed to be getting on okay now, you know. 
But since he came on and played, everything just seemed to have fall backwards, you know, like it's gone down in the dumps, you know. But I don't know whether it'll ever come up again or not, you know. I hope, I'm hoping every day that it does, but whether it does or not, it'll be another thing, you know. And are you often no short of money? Oh, yes, I'm always breaking into my rent. <laughs> you know, I'm very hard, you know. It's very hard to manage, really and truly. But well, is it when you're really stuck now that you'd break into the rent money? No, like, now, the kids now, one of the young fellas is in a club and he's going away now the weekend, you know. And like even that, I had £7 to send him, you know, to get him away. But like that again, I hadn't got the £7 to pay, you know. And he asked me for the money and I hadn't got it. And the, the nun that's over the club made an agreement with me to pay so much afterwards, you know. Because I hadn't got it to give to him there and then where all the other kids were handing their money in there and then, you know. But I just hadn't got it for him, you know. So he w he's, he's a bit slow himself, the eldest boy, you know. And he did, like, he's a determined child. He seems to want everything, kind of, you know, to go places. And more than the other two, the other two biggest ones, you know, he seems to want to get there all the time, you know. So. But life then has changed quite a lot for you. Oh, it has, yeah, definitely, sure. I'm going around, <laughs> myself, you know. Anything I have myself now is all secondhand. I can't afford anything new for myself, you know, like... Even my children, they're all in the second-hand clothes, everything, you know? Like, I just can't afford to buy anything new for myself, you know? Are there many women then around you in the same boat? There's a few, and there's a, actually, there's one girl now that lives a, a, a few doors down from me, and, like, the girl has eight children, but, I mean, her chap is, her fella is walking, but the thing is, the girl can't manage either, you know? Like, so I think we're getting it both ways, you know? Like, the unemployed and the working people are just in kind of, you know, all together, kind of, you know? So, I don't know, like, maybe they're getting that bit more, but, like, we, we just seem to be going down instead of up. But it's all to blame. I think the government is all to blame of it, you know? Like, they're knocking the people out an awful lot, you know? And what do you think now the government could do about it, Laurie? Well, instead of taking the jobs away from some of the people, I think they should give, make a... Places maybe to let people have, you know, like even centres or something for them to walk in or something, you know, instead of what you call it, taking the jobs. Like every time you look, listen to the radio, you hear so many people gone out of work, you know, it's disgraceful, really, you know. I think they should do, you know, like look into things and try and come up with something and make things better for people instead of what they're doing, you know. Because I have a brother myself now, and he actually told me to tell you. He's after being in prison for six years, and he, um, what you call it, he um, asked me to say every time he goes for a job, they won't give him a job over, like, being in prison, you know? So, like, I mean, there's a chap that wants to work and he can't get a job over, you know? He was, like, got into a thing that he shouldn't have got into, but unfortunately he was there, you know, and he can't get a job nowhere at all. You know, it's hard. As soon as they hear he was in prison, that's, that's it. it. That's what he said. Every time they hear he was in prison, he said he's just gone down. He won't give him a job. And, I mean, he has two young children himself, you know. So, I don't know, you know. Daddy used to spend his weekends lazy. Now Mama says he's about to drive her crazy. In the kitchen fussing till the secret storm comes on. Daddy's been around the house too long. 
Now, what happens in the house during the day? Uh, your husband is there most of the time, mm -hmm. I suppose. Well, how does that um, affect you? It's extremely annoying, much and all as I love him. It's terrible to see a man around the place all the time and having nowhere to go. And you could say you go off to the beach for a walk or go into town, but you can't do it if you haven't got the bus fare. You need your bus fare. You need money to go places. They say money isn't everything, but by God, without it, you have nothing. Absolutely nothing. Did you ever find a time now when you didn't have the bus fare to go someplace where you wanted to bring the children? Oh, yes. During the summer, last summer, it broke my heart when they see all the other kids going off. Mammy, come on, we'll go to the beach, Daddy. And to tell them, no, I haven't got the money. And the fare was only 50 pence. But it was money I literally didn't have to spend. It was, it was really heartbreaking. Now, when you think of uh, people having no job and you think of politicians, you say they don't do anything. Now, are there any other bodies that might do something, say the clergy or groups like that? I wouldn't approach them because I feel all I have is my pride. And if I haven't got that, I have nothing. It's all I have to hold on to is my pride. And I'm a very proud person. In the middle of all this depression then that you undergo, uh, surely you must have some outlet at some time. I have one and I think it's very appropriate. It's, I do karate and it gets out an awful lot of aggression from my system and I'd need it. I'd need to get rid of it. You'd have to. And do you do this uh, many times a week? I do it two nights a week on a Monday and a Thursday night. My husband does it also. And I think it's very good that we can get out all this frustration and suppression and anger, all the moods that the mood swings that you would have on account of not having money to take it out on the bag. And I'd say you now that you will get so um, um, annoyed or that you will feel so uh, aggravated that you will get a black belt for getting out oh, all your aggression. <laughs> I intend to. I, I'm working towards it. Do you ever notice now in your neighbourhood, Margaret, that um, some couples, uh, you know, get really upset because the husband has no job and that their marriage is kind of split up or almost split up? Ah, yeah, it was an awful lot now like that around there. Uh, we there is no we're the same now. We both fight and then I just say, I wish you were walking and something like that, you know. And say, I know, I wish I was walking myself. She says, yeah, I don't like it here. I just sitting here all day. And if I ask anyone in, I'm, you know, any of the neighbours might come in, I'm all on edge because he's sitting there and, you know, that's what I say, my kitchen is not my own anymore because he's there all the time. But there is an awful lot of that around there. There's no one walking around there. Do you know of cases there where the marriage actually split up and one of them left and went away? No, not offhand, no. I don't know, really. No, they seem to be together up there. Now, are the kids... No, not, no, not up here, no, I haven't. But has your life and your marriage changed a lot since you left Sheriff Street there, say, 14 years ago and came out here to Darndale? I mean, was it lovely and rosy and romantic at that time? Oh, yes. There was only uh, four of us growing up, and I was used... My father was an auctioneer, and I was used to plenty, you know. Now, when I got married first... Jerry had a great job. It was roofing. It was great money. But then I lost that first baby. I think I was eight months. And it would be 14 now. But I was very bad. There was something wrong. So with him, miss, he was driving in the country. But him coming up and down all the time, yeah, he lost a job. 
And uh, I went down to five stone. I don't know, there was something wrong in any way. But uh, I, well, I haven't been the same since now. The last baby is me eight. I, I lost four and I four alive. But uh, no, I would have to stick around for 14 years. <laughs> You yeah, but in those days you had plenty of money. Oh, You're not yeah. short like you are no, now. You could no. go where you like yeah. and enjoy yourself in there. Yeah. Ah, yeah, no. <clears throat> yeah, but now, no, no, there's, there's usually parties. No, he's a sister living in South Africa, and she comes home, they all go out, and they'd say, come in, you don't need money. But still, I wouldn't go in, just sitting there, you know. And then it's something to wear going in. You can't go in like this, and you know. Well, have you any kind of entertainment or amusement at all? No. Do you no. ever go for a jar? Anything? No. So no, every day is the same? Just, yeah. Every day is the same. Just look at the television and then I go, to, I go up to bed. He stays up till 2 and 3 in the morning, reading. You know, it's the same thing. I even, as a matter of fact, I said that to a neighbour, man. I'm fed up in that house. The same thing day in, day out. Marion, what goes on all day then in the house? Do you have the husband there under your feet? Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't go out. He doesn't kind of mix. He is lucky uh, to go out. You know, if he, he just he likes a pint, and if we have any money left of a Sunday, you know, we'll go out for a pint of a Sunday night. I go to bingo, maybe once or twice a week, and um, I do go to. I'm at going back to school to basic English and basic maths in the mornings, two, two mornings a week. I bring the baby, she's in the nursery with me, and he's, he's there, he's he just a cook and, you know, he occupies his mind, you know, doing things in the house. If he could only wallpaper, you know, he, d he can't wallpaper, he can paint and do odd jobs, but nothing. I'm my father sent me a five rolls of wallpaper to put up on the kitchen and it's lying there, trying to get a few bob to get somebody to wallpaper, you know, for me. Couldn't ask anybody to do it for nothing, you know. But he can paint and does it. He's grand at cooking because he looked after his own family. His mother died when they were very young. Well, does it annoy you then having him there in the house every day, all day? Oh, yes, because you can feel the tension building up. Now, he loves, he loves helping the kids with the homework. You know, and he does things like that, you know, where I'm not really that good at, you know. And he, if he suffers, if he gets a, his, the stomach pains, you know, you, you'd know. He doesn't like giving out to the kids, but he just says, don't go near me, you know, because he'd just be double, doubled up in pain. I think it's true, but he, he doesn't show it, you know, he builds it all up inside. Where I just say, well, let one day take its time where he doesn't hear what he's about the next and the next day, you know. Marion, why did you go back to school to do a course in basic English? Because um, I don't... I know how to read and write, but I can't spell. And when I do read the papers, there a couple of weeks ago, there was about two Dublin women, what they spend a week, having £95 to spend for food. Well, I get 97 on the social welfare, and I have to look after five kids, pay 860 rent, pay me insurance, me telly. I have to get coal, I have to feed five children, and they have £95 a week to just spend on food. wish I could have even £20 
extra, you know, to give the kids more. So what age were you, Marina, when you finished school yourself? I was just 12. I was gone to 12 in June and I never... Well, there was no other classes to go through, you know. You left at six and the tech was only coming out at that time. But there was a big family of us so my mother couldn't send us to, you know, further education. You know, like tech or secondary. You know, it was open to us, but we, we hadn't got the money because there was a ten boys and two girls. Well, at one time, then, you lived in the city centre. Yeah, we're in Corporation Place. Corporation buildings, yeah. It was, it was good old days, you know. It was The neighbours was more helpful, you know, than now. I think there's too much going on now. The kids want this and want that. You know, we, when you were a kid, you were lucky to get even a doll for Christmas or a plastic gun, I remember my brother getting a sticker gun, you know, you just shoot and stuck onto the door. You know, now they want these fast-moving things, you know, all digital things and micro, you know. Well, they say, Marion, that you can't live on love. <clears throat> Do you think that's true? No, you can't. can't. You can't live on love. Well, do you find now that... A lot of tension arises because uh, your husband is out of work. Yes, it does. It builds up. You can feel it. Even I think the kids kind of sense it too. You know, now if I come back from, say, the maths class in the mornings and he, you just have to look at him, you know, and it's when, when we get the social welfare check, I go over and cash it and when I come back, I get a few messages for to do me up to, say, Friday, and the, the messages into the dinner until Friday, and he makes out the bills, and we put the bills aside, and then we have about £47 to live on from, say, Tuesday till the following Tuesday, and now that the rent has to come out, you know, and we have to just say, say, £40 for to do me from Tuesday till the following Tuesday on food, like bread and I get the milk delivered, you know, that's him with the bills. Bread and the dinner and the weekend me. You know, if the kids need anything like uh, copies or a new book in school, that has to come over. Or something might crop up, you know. The day two weeks ago, the young one fell into the fire, the baby. She burned her hand and uh, it was supposed to be two, nearly £2 a day to bring her back and forward every day for uh, into Temple Street to get her dressing, you know. And I'm really down. You know, you don't feel the pinch of it till something, an emergency comes up, that you have to have that bus fare every day going into Temple Street Hospital to get her dressing. Now who do you think was there today Talking about food and rent there was a hard hat, a fat cat, a girl from the laundromat, and one ex-president. I raised my eyes and prayed to the Lord, please save this world of mine. Then I turned around and I saw God standing in the unemployment line. 
When you think of um, your own childhood now, yeah. Flory, and you think of the childhood of your children today, is there much difference between it? Well, no, I was raised by the nuns now, and, uh, well, I got, well, I'd say I got a very good childhood, you know, off the nuns, because my mother died very young, you know. Uh, she left ten of us behind, and um, I was only seven myself when she died, and uh, we were raised by the nuns, and I think we got a very good childhood because we were taken to Christmas parties and things like that, you know, raised by the Sisters of Charity. Well, I thought they were nice. Now, from the common, we went to the school across the way and then back. Well, we went to Christmas parties, maybe Tate or Cabri, but it was good. And, um, like, the kids, my own children, I don't see much for them, kind of. Like, they haven't got, like, what I got. You know what I mean? I was able to go to parties, Christmas and things like that, where they can't. They're just living, you know, going to school, getting up in the morning, going to school, coming back, playing on the street maybe if it's dry, or staying in the house, whichever. But they have nowhere to go otherwise, you know? So um, you'd consider now that life inside in the convent, as it was for you as a child, was much better than the kind of life you can afford to give your kids? Yeah, I think it was, and anyhow, you know, I think it was a lot better now when I was younger, you know, like, even though I was raped by the nuns, I think it was a lot better at that time, you know, like, towards what my children are getting today, you know. I really do, you know. Caroline, of all the things that happen now as a result of your husband having no job, which is the one that upsets you most, say, or that upsets you most regularly? I would say when it comes to the children, needing the likes of new shoes. That's when it really hits you hard, when you haven't got the money to, to go into town and buy them their new shoes. I think particularly them, that's where the hurt comes through most. Now, when, uh, what's his name again, Colin? It's Patrick. Yeah, when did Patrick no last get new shoes? I would say it was about, he didn't get them at Christmas. I'd say Christmas 12 months. And does he know now that your husband has no work? Yeah. Or does, does he has he used got used to it now? Does it oh, happen yeah, after a bit that children. kids think that fathers don't work anyway? Yeah, children children are very adaptable. They accept situations. Once daddy and mammy are content, they accept the situation. If they if they can seem to be content, of course we're we're obviously not not with our situation. But would you often have rows now as a result of having no money? Of course you would. Yeah. Of course you would, when you need the likes of bread. I want the caramels that I watch. When you need the likes of bread, and you know, you know damn well you haven't got the money. The tension builds up, and it's inevitable somebody's going to bark, somebody's going to snap over it. So there, your, your role's developed there. But would you be inclined then to attack your husband? Oh, Lord, no. But no, but verbally. I'll give out to him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean verbally, because um, he had no work. Would it come to the surface yes, like that? Yes, you start to feel... You see a few jobs advertised in the paper. When I mean, you see the column, they have. There's not as many jobs being advertised, obviously. I realise there is a recession on, but I feel a lot more could be done and should be done to relieve people's situation. Not in handouts or anything like that, but um, I haven't got the answers. I'm not one of these politicians. 
But I sure love to have their money, their wages. Well, off the top of your head now, Carlin, is there any remedy that you could see? Any way that the people could be helped? People like you say, a housewife could be helped. I think not so much for a housewife, because I wouldn't accept handouts. I never did, and I never will. But I think with the likes of the Labour Exchange, they, should, they could have a more humane approach. Your numbers going in. You're like cattle being herded from one slot into the other. And there's no, there's no personal touch there whatsoever. And this, I think the staff there should realise that these are people coming into them. And the majority of them want to work. And it's their right to work. It's not their privilege. And they should be more sympathetic towards them. Well, what future now do you see for uh, Patrick there and the other little kids you have? I'm not terribly hopeful, but I try to be optimistic about it. I think if, I think what has gone wrong, I realise there's a worldwide recession on, but it's all been bad planning. We have so many natural resources in our country, like forestries, fisheries, agriculture, and they're never utilised properly. Margaret, can you ever now afford to bring the children on a holiday? No. No, the only place they'd go to it'd be to Balbriggan for a week. But me, I was never on a holiday. No, sure, I wouldn't have the money to go anywhere now, you know. That's why the family mother and that, they're talking about going to Butlins this year. And they keep saying, oh, go. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm going. But I don't know where I'm going, man. <laughs> and do you ever even now uh, have a day, say, at the seaside in the summer? Do you bring the kids uh, yeah, there? I went, I went last year. Now, I brought, we brought them off last year. And uh, so we, we used to, me and Jerry go off to Greystones there. When I only had the two bigger buyers. And I'd go off for the day. But then it's the bus fade and that. So I don't bother now. I, said, I, hate, I dread the summer now over here. Because the kids would be killing one another, you know, over here where I live. Why would they be killing one another? Browned off, nowhere to go. That's why I said, I don't care. This year I'm going to try and get her go to the seaside as much as I can, you know. And when they're around like that now, the bigger kids, would they be on drugs or glue sniffing or that? No, there's an awful lot of it around. My, I don't, my kids don't go out after half seven because he won't let them out. You know, he's, he's very strict like that. But there is an awful lot of it around now. You, you can see them in all. There is an awful lot of young fellas going, and young ones going around with the bags up to their faces and all. An awful lot of rob cars and that. I've worked hard all my life And I'll tell to you no lie Down in the local dockyards As the man and boy But now the bosses tell me They'll have to let me go I'm just another number I'm signing on the dole 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 It's enough to break a poor fella's heart and soul by the time we pay the rent man The grub, the gas, the coal Sure there isn't much left over When you're signing on the dole Well, with all this pressure now and depression and whatnot, Irene, um, what gives you happiness? I, kids, I think, and... Well, you have to look up to life. You know, if you, if you get depressed then you can go further into depression 
But if you can get yourself over, you know, it's just that you have to just take one day as it comes, you know. Well, what I do, I, if I feel depressed, well, I'll go out on a walk or just try and say, well, tomorrow might be better than the day before, you know, or something like that. It's just that I think I'm made the way I am, you know. I don't show if I'm worried or anything, you know. And I always, well, anybody that's beside me always says, I always have a smile on my face, but I don't know what I do be. It's just that I'm made like that, you know. And would you ever now take pills of that to get rid of depression? I have done, but uh, it me worse side effects. And that's why I went back to basic English and basic maths. And then I've done a couple of Kukri courses there. And then I've done um personal development course, you know, talking. If you can sit down and talk to somebody about it, just listen. You know, you can kind of get yourself out of it. You, you know, you're talking, your worries out, and everybody's in the one boat. Well, done the personal development course, you know, everybody has the same pressures and, you know, and then there might be just somebody there is worse than what you are, you know, worse off than what you are. Marion, do you find now that religion is of any use to you when you're depressed uh, when it comes to the position of having no work or anything like that, no employment, no big money come into the house? Do you ever resort to religion to prayer? And if you do, does it help you in any way? Oh, I do. I always pray every night. I always pray that I get over the next day and if I've anything really... Anything, what's worrying me, you know, it kind of sorts itself out and that day comes up, you know. And religion is, it does help. In the day of Christmas, you know, kids wanting things for Christmas and, you know, you're wonder, wondering where you're going to get the clothes and, you know, and you just just got barely over Christmas. We had no money after the Christmas, but we enjoyed it. We didn't go out. We just stayed stayed in over the Christmas, but the kids enjoyed themselves, and we enjoyed the kids. Didn't bother going to out for a drink or anything like that. You know, once we had the food, and the kids had a few little ties and shoes, and they they had a, a, good, a heavy coat for the winter. You know, the religion does help. I always pray every night. It does work miracles sometimes. Caroline, now does your husband now often go looking for a job? I mean, every day is he conscious of the fact that he hasn't one to see go around or oh, apply to would. answer them? Oh, he would, of course. He's answered loads of jobs. And you get the case of, uh, will, you'll be hearing from us in the near future. And you pin your hopes in it, and you're watching the postman every day, and nothing happens. Nothing happens, no reply. They don't care. There's so many people going for the one job that they have the choice. They have a fantastic choice to pick from. So when they fill the vacancy, they never bother replying, saying, we're sorry the vacancy has been filled, or let you know one way or the other. And you're pinning your hopes on that that you'll get to the next interview or even get one interview. Your husband now hasn't been working since... Uh, last February. Last February, 12, 12 months. months. It's over a year. Mm -hmm. Does it ever happen then that you kind of grow accustomed to that kind of life or that you accept the fact that he has no job and that he may not have anyone? I will never accept that situation, that situation and he never will either. But uh, 
you live in hope that things will change, that tomorrow you'll find a job. You, you have to have hope, otherwise you just wouldn't go on. All I needed was the love.